listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I want to get into this today um, because I want to give you this this. Uh, nugget, if you will. I want to put this into your spirit as we are in uh, January 1. Today, we are starting a new year, and um, I, want to, I want to say this to you. We're in Isaiah chapter 43, and uh, I want to read you a verse of scripture from Isaiah 43. Actually, I'm going to read you a couple. Um, This was always very interesting to me. You know, I wrote Further Faster this year as well, which came out uh, in the spring. And I kind of went through this passage in Isaiah 43 and um, something struck me. Very interesting, a very interesting thing. I want you to see what God said to his people and then what he said after he said this. It's it's awesome. Notice what he said. I'm going to start reading in... um, Let me start reading in verse 12. Actually, no, 11. Listen to this. I, I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. That's Isaiah 43, 11. I'm starting there. There is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. And you're my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God. Also, henceforth, I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work and who can turn it back? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, look at verse 16, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior, they lie down, they cannot rise. Of course, he's referencing here the Red Sea crossing. They're extinguished, quenched like a wick. Then then look at this. Here's what's interesting to me. God just got done listing a number of his exploits that he's done on behalf of his people. He just lists them. Look into your past. No, I'm the Lord your God. None can withstand me. I am the most powerful. I bring you through the sea. I open up the mighty waters. Then I make your enemies lie down in them. I destroy them. I extinguish them like a wick. I mean, he, I bring them down, uh, even the Chaldeans in ships. Um, he lists all of the things he's been doing for his people in power. But then he says in verse 18, after he's done listing it all, but remember not the former things. Don't consider the things of old. Now, hold on. He just got done listing them all. And then he says, but don't remember them. Don't consider those things. Why? Look at verse 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. And can you not see it? You see that? Now it springs forth. Can you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. I'm doing a new thing. So I love this because it's funny how God did this. He started by listing all the things of old. 
He started by listing all their testimonies, started by listing all the powerful things that he had accomplished on their behalf. And then he says, but don't consider it and don't remember it. Don't, what he was trying to get them to do, and I wrote about this uh, in Further Faster. I talked about the fact that uh, you have to very, be very careful about looking backward because faith looks forward. And so God gives you your testimonies so that you can pull them from the past and stand on them and praise about them for the future. But God doesn't want you living in the past. This, this is where you have to make a distinction because what, what ends up happening to many people, if you hear Christians talk, I remember those days we used to have revival back then. I meant, my God, we used to have a meeting. I can remember we'd have revivals every month and I, we'd have a move of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I, I miss those old days with God. As if God's done moving. And what they do is they live in the past. Now, here's a dangerous thing. If you live in the past, you will miss the promises of the future. I'm going to say that again because people miss this and then that's what happens. And I want you to write it in the comments. If you live in the past, you will miss the promises of the future. If you live in the past, you'll miss the promises of the future. So in, in, in one sense, it's okay. You know, you should have a testimony. You should have a testimony. We all should be able to look back, pull something out of the past that God did for us and give him the praise for it and give him the glory for it, give him the honor. In fact, when I talk to people and they tell me that they're still believing for God to come through on this current thing that they're believing for, you know, whatever that may be, I've been praying, I've got a prayer request in, I'm believing for a miracle, I'm believing for a healing, I'm believing for a breakthrough. And what I tell people is this. While you're waiting on God to do the next thing, praise him for the last thing that he did. Praise him for the last thing until he does the next thing. Hallelujah. Praise him for the last thing until he does the next thing. That, that's key. And I, we do that. And that's, in all honesty, that's as far in the past as you should ever live. That's as far in the past you should ever live. The last good things God's done for you, you praise him, but you don't stop with the thing he did and say, well, I'm a, you're never at your climax. You're never at the, the pinnacle of your life in Christ because it's never ending increase. You, you can't hit the pinnacle if it's never ending increase it, because you're never at, you don't, you don't hit a glass ceiling that you can't bust through. That's what I want you to see. Your God's not limited. You know, your God's not limited by what's going on in the economy. He's not limited by what's going on in the government, not limited by what's going on in culture. And so don't look at where you are and say, man, I've really, this is what God wanted to do with my life. There's nothing after. No, there's plenty after this. It's going to keep getting better and better and better for the faithful, for the faithful. And so I love how my, my grandfather used to have a phrase, I've said it on the broadcast multiple times. He used to say, I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. What does that mean? 
he was saying, I'm happy about where God has brought me from, but I know that this is not the end. He's not done with me. Thank God I'm not where I was, but thank God I'm not where I'm going yet, which means there's more to come. I am thankful for the progress we've made in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I said I wasn't, I'm not trying to get out of 2020. I wasn't like, I've seen all these, I've seen all these social media posts. It's like, thank God that's over. Oh my, throw 2020 in the garbage bin and set it on fire. You know, I saw a post like that. I've seen a bunch of people posting like that, but I saw somebody put 2020 into a garbage bin and it was flaming. Thank God we can burn this year and get out of it. I don't feel that way. See, because if you have a prophetic word, if you're standing on a word from God, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It'll still be your best year ever. Hallelujah. I want you to hear this. In a, in a year where everybody else screamed crisis and everybody else screamed emergency and everybody else had to lay workers off and pull back from what they were doing and you know had to get government funding and all the things they had to do, this ministry never felt it. And we increased 123% in 2020, double and a quarter. Think about that for a moment. I'm not trying to get out of 2020. God was good in 2020. He's better than any year we've ever had. We increased 123% over. And, and when I calculated that, that was over 11 months, not 12. So in 11 months of the year, this ministry increased 123%, double and a quarter. I mean, think about that. In a year they said crisis, in a year where they said pull back, hoard, be careful. We just kept pushing forward by faith. God opened the doors, supernatural things happened. I'm looking at people writing it uh, uh, in the comments now. Same for me, same for me, same here. Ben Jerome, same here. People reporting best years they've ever had. Best years they ever had. I saw Jeff back in January. Jeff posted on Twitter and I kept that um, testimony with me. When I was in Georgia, Jeff wrote, just signed one contract that'll triple my income for the year. One in January. Back, back last January. Jody Dykes, God was so good in, in 2020. I'm telling you, I just kept getting report after report after report of people having supernatural years. Letty, same for me. Alex, best year. Christina, best year of my life. I mean, look at this. For the faithful, if you have a prophetic word, nobody can stop what God's going to do in your life. Nobody. Nobody. And so it's, it's, it's good to have a testimony because that's proof God moved in your life. Good to have it. But you don't live back there. Look at Isaiah. My nephew said, uh, the spiritual increase was absolutely amazing. People reporting it everywhere. Every state. Ben Full, best ever. Ben's a partner of ours. Powerful guy. Reporting it from Georgia. Now, here's what's interesting. Ben's reporting it from Georgia. Christina and Letty are reporting it from Massachusetts. Isaiah's reporting it from New York. Brandon's reporting it from Texas. So I want you to see, he's like, well, yeah, you know, if you lived in Pennsylvania, it was a good, you know, if you lived in Florida, it was a good year. No, Jody's reporting it from New York. You understand people are reporting their blessing from all over the country. It's not, well, well, if you lived in a blue state, if you lived in a red state, it has nothing to do with the color, it has nothing to do with anything other than Jeff, Jeff is now reporting it from Oklahoma. And I got a message, he said, this year is going to be even better than last year. And I believe it with you. 
Dennis from Atlanta. I mean, look at this. People re reporting it from all these different states. That shows you it's not because you, Kim from Indiana, you're not reporting it because, well, we live in that part of the country that did well through all this. No, no. We're reporting it from all over because of the fact that location doesn't limit God. Put it in the comments. Location doesn't limit God. It just doesn't. What do you think? God, the almighty God, is sitting up in heaven on a throne with all power in his hand. And he's like, you know what? I blessed Ted and Carolyn because they were down there in South Florida. And I really wanted to bless Christina and Letty, but they live in Massachusetts. You know, that's a very liberal state. You know, my, my miracle working power doesn't function in Massachusetts. No, God's not limited by what state you live in, please. Location doesn't limit God. It doesn't. Doesn't matter if you're even in the United States of America. Do you know the most prosperous ministries there are? Some of them are in third world nations. How do you explain that? In nations that are in financial crisis and they have some of the most prosperous ministries that are serving the body of Christ of any nation in the world. How do you explain that? I'll tell you how you explain it. Location doesn't limit God. Government doesn't limit God. Culture doesn't limit God. Economy doesn't limit God. No, no, he's not limited. His mighty right hand is not too short that he can't reach out and bless you. And so he said to them, listen to all the things I've done for you, but don't consider the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Hallelujah. That's how I feel on this January one. I know we're running into a new year. We've already done it. We've crossed over. Hey, Ted and Ashley love you. But listen, I hear it. It's like I hear it in my spirit again. I know he was speaking to the Israelites here, but it's like I hear it in my spirit again now. Thank God for all he's done in 2020. We praise him for all that he's done in that previous year. We give him thanks for how good that he's been. We're, we're, we're grateful. But now we're not going to live in 2020. We're in 2021 and he's doing something new. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's doing something new. And we're all going to be a part of it in Jesus name. We're going to be a part of it. And I want you to hear what he said, because this, I really think determines whether or not you will be a part of it. What God's doing. Notice this. He said, behold, this is verse 19 of Isaiah 43. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Hallelujah. If you believe that, can somebody please put in the comments, now it springs forth. That's what God said. Now, not in June, not by the time we hit October. Now, we're in January 1. Now it springs forth. Thank you, Jesus. Now it springs forth. That's right. And do you not perceive it? I believe that is the key for getting into what God's doing. I believe that with all my heart. Do you not perceive it? See, because here's the, here's the deal. If you can't perceive it, you can't enter into it. And I'm going to give you a, 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 a tidbit on that from the Old Testament. Hear what I'm saying though. If you can't perceive it, you can't enter into it. And so we have to be able to perceive what God's doing. That's why we're fasting, by the way. It's why we're praying. It's why we're in his word. 
is because I don't want my carnal nature, my flesh nature to so be in control of my life that I don't hear what God's saying and I don't see what God's doing. See the, the, that's why I wrote the book. It's part, it's in the book. You know, if you, if you read the the book on fasting, you'll, you'll see this, but the carnal nature, the flesh nature, it's like a filter that tries to filter out what God's saying and filter out what God's doing so that you walk by the flesh instead of walking by the spirit, Galatians 5, 16. And so when God said, can you not perceive it? Can you not see it? That's a very interesting question because you won't enter into it if you can't see it. So here's the deal. If you got things going on in the world, remember there are also things going on in the supernatural realm. Things aren't just happening in the natural realm. There are also things happening in the supernatural realm, the unseen realm. As a believer who walks by faith, you have the opportunity to either Focus on what you see in the natural and then make decisions and then get your emotions in a tangle, whatever it is, or see that, but also see what's going on in the supernatural realm or hear the word of the Lord, what's going on in the supernatural realm and make your decisions based on that. Allow your joy to come from that, your peace to come from that. It's not that we're denying what's going on in the natural world. We know it's happening. We're just saying, I'm not going to be a part of it. And so here's what I'm saying to you. And I'll, I'll give you the example in the Old Testament. I look at two prophets and their two servants. This is interesting. Two prophets and their two servants. The first prophet is Elijah. And I write about this in Further Faster. The first prophet is Elijah. His servant at the time was Elisha. And he's getting ready to be taken up into heaven. They've crossed the Jordan River. And he says, what do you want me to do for you before I go? Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit, of your spirit. He said, you've asked me a hard thing. Why is it a hard thing? Because you can't give somebody twice as much as what you have. If it was going to happen, it was going to have to be supernatural. And, he's, and so he says, but if you see me when I go. Now, let me talk about that for a second because I've heard people talk about this and preach this as though this was Elijah's test to see if Elisha would stay faithful to him until the end. It wasn't. The reason I know it wasn't, he'd already tested him three times on that. As, they, as he went on his final journey, and stopped at all the uh, schools of the prophets that were on that Samuel had founded. By the way, uh, he went from Gilgal, Jericho, Bethel, and then left and went across the Jordan River. So he stopped, and the Bible says, and the sons of the prophets would come out and say, "Don't you know your father's going to be taken away today?" And Elisha would say, "Yes, I know, but stay quiet about it." And so at, every time he would go to the next city, Elijah would stop and go, um, "Elisha." just do me a favor, just stay here. I have to go on to the next city. So just stay behind. And Elisha would always say, no, as the Lord, my God lives. And as you live, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. He had tested him on his loyalty and faithfulness three times already. 
Three times. I'm not leaving you at Gilgal. I'm not leaving you at Jericho. I'm not leaving you at Bethel. I'm staying with you. So he'd proved his faithfulness, proved his loyalty, and they just crossed the Jordan River supernaturally, which is where God was getting ready to take Elijah up. So when you turn and look, and he says, if you see me when I go, that has nothing to do with, well, will you be here at the end when I go? No, it's not. He's already there. And this is the end. They only go a little further and then the chariots of fire take him up. So what is he saying? What's the point of that question of that statement? If you see me when I go, here's the point. Elisha was the understudy of Elijah. He was going to be the one who took over Elijah's ministry. But if he wasn't ready to take it over, he couldn't have the mantle. He couldn't have the double portion. How would Elijah be able to know that Elisha was ready? He had to have prophetic vision. Because when chariots of fire came, when angelic hosts came, that's not something in the natural realm. That's a supernatural realm. And I'll prove it to you in a minute. That's a supernatural vision to see that. We wouldn't see, we don't see angels walking around, although we know they're around. Why? They're in the supernatural realm, not the natural realm, lest they show themselves to us like they did in the Bible. But you don't see angels. They're in the supernatural realm. So when the chariots of fire came to get Elijah, it was in the supernatural realm, not the natural. What was he saying? He was saying this. If you see me when I go, what he was testing was, will you see into the supernatural realm when I'm taken away? If you do, it means you're ready to be the next prophet. If you can't, it means you're not. That was the test. And I'll prove it to you that this is, this is what it meant. Because if you go over to, the, to now, that was 1 Kings, if you, or excuse me, 2 Kings 2. If you go to 2 Kings 4 and 6, you'll see a whole nother story. Because now Elijah, Elisha is the prophet. He, is the, he did see him when he left. And he did take over. And that was in 2 Kings 2. But now, jump over to 2 Kings uh, 6. And you know what you're going to find? Elisha is now the prophet. And he has a servant whose name is Gehazi. And there was an evil king who wanted to kill Elisha and stop him from warning Israel's king every time he came up with a plan. He thought he had a traitor in his midst because every time he'd come up with a plan to destroy Israel, Israel would know about it. And he said, which one of you is informing on me? They said, Lord, our Lord, the king, it's not us. They've got a prophet who hears what you say, even in your bedchamber. He said, then we got to kill him. If we're going to defeat Israel, we got to kill the prophet first. So they found out where the prophet was staying and then they sent the army to surround the city. So the next day when they get up, Gehazi goes out and looks, the servant, and all he sees is the evil army surrounding their city. I believe they were in Dothan. And so he runs back in panicked. And said, we're surrounded. They're here to take us. They're here to kill us. And what does Elijah, Elisha do? He prays just a simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And then he looked. And you know what he saw? Angelic armies. Horses of fire. Chariots. Saw swords, shields, spears, angels. 
And the prophet Elisha said, there are more with us than there are with them. But what's the difference here? His servant could not see in the supernatural realm. So what was the result of that? The result of that was when he saw the natural, he was greatly afraid. See the difference? He made his decision. His emotions were driven by what he saw in the natural realm. Elisha was not shook. He just prayed a prayer. Lord, open his eyes. Let him see what I see. Now, go and follow the story out to the nth degree. You know what you'll find out? This does make a difference because Gehazi, though he was a servant just like Elisha was, Gehazi never took over Elisha's ministry role. He never became the prophet and his life ended in disgrace and he became filled with leprosy. He did not have the spiritual vision that Elisha had. And as a result, he never took over in the prophetic office. There's a difference between Elisha serving Elijah and Gehazi serving Elisha. It much, 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 much different. And here's the key. It, and I'm bringing that back to what God said in Isaiah 43. I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? If we don't see, if we can't perceive what God's doing, we cannot enter in to what God's doing. That's why I'm giving you this. <laughs> that's why I'm giving you this, uh, not a warning, but I'm, I'm charging you. I'm charging you today on January the 1st, because let me just tell you something. You will have tons of opportunities in 2021 to come off your prophetic word. Tons. You probably will almost have daily opportunities to, uh, let go of your prophetic word, to reject your prophetic word, and to start walking in the natural. And I'm charging you today, from January 1 till we hit December 31, 2021, don't get off your word. Don't start looking in the natural when God's moving in the supernatural. I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? We're going to lay our hands on such blessing in the year 2021 that it'll make the wicked angry. It'll make wicked people angry. And I promise you, I got a word from my bishop last night that I fully receive. I fully receive. And he said something that's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to write it down and I'm never going to forget it, especially this year. He said, "Get ready." He didn't have to do this. You know, I was just greeting him as he was leaving the sanctuary after he delivered the prophetic word last night. And uh, I was just saying goodbye. And he went into the Holy Ghost. I mean, he, he, he stepped into his office and began to prophesy. And he said, you get ready to see what's going to happen. The prosperity of heaven is going to hit your ministry in this year like it never has. Signs, wonders, and miracles. He said, but then he said this, and I'll, and I'll not forget this all year. He said, never apologize. He said, be careful to do this. Never apologize or back down for what God's about to do in your ministry this year. Catch that. Don't apologize. Don't back down. You know why? Because there are people who will try to shame you for being blessed. 
If you don't know that by now, you'll find it out. There are people who will try to shame you for the goodness of God in your life. And they'll try to make you feel bad because you're in the abundance. I refuse to make apology for the goodness of God in my life. I'm not embarrassed of it. I'm not embarrassed. You know, I know there's people because of the stigma, you know, you got people that uh, have rejected and, and are mocking and making fun of what they call the prosperity gospel. I make no, and so you got, you got these preachers that still want to preach abundance, still want to preach it, but they don't, they don't want to use the word prosperity because you know, it has a stigma to it. People that talk about the prosperity gospel. So they'll use another word increase or abundance or whatever they want to use. I'm not ashamed of the word prosperity at all. I'm not going to ever be ashamed of the word prosperity. I'm not, uh, you know, well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. I am one of those guys. For anybody that might be watching that wants to peg me, I am one of those guys. I'm not ashamed of the goodness of God, the prosperity of heaven. I'm not ashamed of the increase God releases. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Because here's the thing. If you go to Psalm 112 to look at your promise, look how evident, look how in your face the promise is for the righteous. In fact, let me go to the beginning just so you know it's talking about the righteous. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Now, for any nitwit that wants to look at this and say, well, that's an Old Testament passage and that's just God talking to the children of Israel. Let me ask you a question. This is a pretty straight up, uh, straight up statement that you can't argue with. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. That doesn't say the Israelite. It doesn't say the Jew. It just says the man. Any man who fears the Lord is blessed, who greatly delights in his commandments. If you're a man or a woman who fears the Lord and greatly delights in his commandments, this is for you. This is for you. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. You see that? Now look, I'm going to go down to the last verse. and I want to read it to you because this is how evident it should all be. It's not supposed to be small or hidden or able to be swept under the rug. It's supposed to be extravagant in, the, in such a way that people won't be able to ignore it, especially the wicked. Look at verse 10. And the wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. So I want you to see this with me today that the Bible says that when God blesses those who greatly de delight in his commandments, those who are fearing the Lord, right? What's the story? Wicked people will see it and get angry. That means it has to be something <laughs> that's worth getting angry about. They ain't getting angry about $100. <laughs> they ain't getting angry about $1,000. They ain't getting angry of something that's less than a government stimulus check. I can tell you that. So what is it? It has to be something where God blesses you to such a degree that it makes wicked people angry. 
Hallelujah. And it should. It should. God's doing a new thing in 2021. It's not that he changed, but his methods can change. What he does for you personally can change. What he does for a nation can change. And I'm just telling you, I'm not going to miss out on what God has planned because I can't see in the spirit realm. I am not going to allow, and that's why we're positioning ourselves in the first month of this year to receive all that God's got planned for us because we're not going to miss out. We will not miss out on what God has for 2021. We will not. We will not. We will step into the fullness of his blessing and his goodness and will not be ashamed of how good he is. And Bishop gave me that word last night, laid hands on me, power God hit me, I fell out in the Holy Ghost, which I don't often do. But I'll tell you, I felt the anointing come upon me last night. And that word I receive. We're going to step into so much abundance, so much overflow, signs, wonders, and miracles to the point where people will want us, because this is what I took from that word. If he gave me the warning from the Holy Ghost after, don't be apologetic and don't back down when people try to, you know, come at you for what God's doing. That means that whatever, and, and listen, if God's doing it for this ministry, he's doing it for those that are attached to this ministry because you're a part of this ministry and what you sow, you reap. So if God's going to bless us that way, he's going to bless you that way. Talking about the victory tribe, the faithful, get ready for it. And what I heard last night, I'm delivering to you. When God blesses you in 2021, the way he's planning to do, don't back down from it. Don't apologize for it. Don't make excuses. Well, you know, you know, we were able to, no, don't make excuses. You serve a massive God. You serve a massive God. He is unhindered. He is mighty. He has all power in his hand. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. The silver and the gold, they are his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It means everything in it is his. Everything in it's his. If he wants to give you some of it, it's his right to do so. It's his right. He's a mighty God. Thank you, Jennifer, for sowing a seed. He's a mighty God. We serve a mighty God <laughs> who is able to bless you. And he's not just able, he's willing to bless you. He is a loving heavenly father who knows how to give good gifts to those that ask him. So you know what we're going to do for the next 21 days? Ask him. We're going to ask him. We're going to petition him. We're going to pray. We're going to consecrate ourselves. We're going to press in. We're going to ingest his word. We're going to pray. We're going to praise. We're going to thank him. And we're going to petition him and ask him for his mighty hand of blessing upon our lives in 2021. He's doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? Now it springs forth. Hallelujah. Now it springs forth. Nothing changed about God because we went from December 31st to January 1st. He's not a different God in a new year. Same God, same power. It's just that what happens is when people get into a new year, it's something in the natural that we can use to spark their expectancy. Spark their expectancy. That's what we're doing. I'm giving, I'm charging you today. See into the spirit realm, position yourself for the goodness of God and watch and see what he's getting ready to do. It's going to blow your mind in the natural. Won't blow your spiritual mind because you've been expecting it spiritually. 
You can't be surprised by something that you've been expecting. But here's where it, here's why it surprises you. Because you can expect great things, but then the Bible says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. So what's the key? God's saying, believe for the biggest thing that you can believe for, and then I will exceed abundance and do more than you thought, more than you asked. Hallelujah. I'm not surprised when God blesses me, but he almost always blesses me to a degree that's far more than I, than I expected because he exceeds abundance. He exceeds abundance. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish somebody put in the comments, my God exceeds abundance. My God exceeds abundance. Abundance is good. You know what's better? Abundance that's been exceeded by the one who has all power in his hand. Goes beyond. Hallelujah. He goes beyond. I'm telling you, I couldn't be more excited than I am right now. I could not be more excited than this moment as we're in a new uh, year and we have opportunity to get involved with what God's doing in the earth. I'm so excited. God's going to use us this year. Talking about you and me. He's going to use us this year to see the nations of the world changed, to see our nation changed. We're going to pray. We're going to put ourselves in position. God's going to anoint us with a fresh and a new touch to do what we've never done. Will you make a confession of faith with me today? Will you write this in the comments? I will do what I've never done in 2021. I want you to, I want you to put that as a statement of faith. If you truly can believe that with me, I know that's going to be true for us. I will do what I've never done in 2021. No question about it. We're going to step up. We're stepping up in fruitfulness, stepping up in impact, stepping up in dedication. I will do what I've never done in 2021. No question about it. We're going to another level. We're going to go to another level. God's doing a new thing. Can we not perceive it? I'm standing here uh, going through these scriptures and, I'm, and I feel the, the, the momentum of the Holy Ghost. And as we've crossed over into this new season, just telling you, get yourself ready for the best year you've ever had for the faithful people of God. I'm not saying it's going to be the best year for everybody because it won't. Some people this year in America and around the world will have the worst year they've ever had, but it won't be us in Jesus' name. I said it won't be us. And you know what? People try to make you feel bad for talking like that. Oh, well, I guess you're just exempt. Yes, I am preaching exemption. That's what I'm preaching about. Because either the Bible is true or it's not true. Either God is able to do it or he's not able to do it. Amen. Someone else's story is not going to be your story. You know, you shouldn't feel bad about that concept, you know, because God's not socialist. He's not a communist. God's not for the equal distribution of wealth. And when you realize that there are different levels of dedication and faithfulness, obviously there are going to be different levels of blessing and abundance. There's going to be different levels of use. God will use people differently based upon their dedication and their consecration. 
No, I mean, the Bible teaches that. There's vessels of gold and silver, vessels of wood and clay. That, you know, some for honor, some for dishonor. Some can be used at any time for the master, some cannot. Who determines if, does God determine, did he make you a vessel of wood? Did he make you a vessel of clay? No. No, he did not. You determine what type of vessel you are. You do, not God, you do. The Bible is very clear on that. Even Paul told Timothy that. Because after he said, there's vessels of gold and silver, vessels of wood and clay, he said, but if you'll purify yourself. So who's doing that? You are. You're taking the responsibility to purify yourself. You're putting yourself in position to be a vessel of gold. I've, I'll do what I've never done in 2021 in Jesus' name. More impact, more fruitfulness. I'll be a blessing to my generation. I'm going to give more. My wife and I just released a seed last night that would make religious people pee their pants. Largest thing we've ever sown into the kingdom in the history of our life. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be bigger this year than it was last year. Not only did we give more in total, but the largest one-time offerings we've ever sown. We're going to keep doing that by the grace of God. God's going to be first in my life and he's going to be first in my ministry. Amen. What do I mean by that? Well, I'll always make sure that he is prioritized. Always. Always. His kingdom is going to get, get the most, get the lion's share of everything we do, without question. That's why I laugh when people act like they've done God a service because they paid their tithes. You haven't, you haven't done, that's elementary. That's like bragging because you can tie your shoes. Doesn't work like that. That's the base amount. And the average Christian won't even do that. And then you wonder why people struggle. They struggle because they won't put God first. They won't put God first. It's funny how people will go to a restaurant and spend $150, $200 on a, a nice meal with their family or their date or whatever. They've never put $150, $200 in an offering. And even if they did, that's not a massive sacrifice. I'm talking about giving largely, putting God first, making him your priority. And that's why, see, I can, I can talk like this. I'm not even taking an offering. I'm just teaching you something. I'm teaching you a principle. And it's very important that you learn it because the quicker that you learn this principle, the more quickly that you grab a hold of this, uh, the more your life will change. It's a scriptural principle, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. If you're seeking the kingdom first, it's a kingdom first mindset. That's why I'm charging you right at the beginning of the year to know this, that if you want to see God move like you're believing for, it's going to take that kind of a dedication like maybe you've never given before. And, and that's what we wanted to do. That's why I wanted to end my year that way and begin my, my year that way. I want to begin. I've never read the Bible through in 90 days. I mean, I've read it through many times. I've never done it that quickly. We do something we've never done. We're fasting. We're praying. We're giving. Jesus dealt with all three of those, by the way, in Matthew 6. When you give, when you fast, when you pray. So I want you to hear it. That's what we're doing. Giving God the best at the beginning. Giving God the best at the beginning. Do you know, even, even giving our time to the Lord and fasting and prayer, 
as we complete these 21 days, you know, and we'll do it by the end of the year, but 36 days, that's three days a month, 36 days of fasting is a tithe of your year in fasting and prayer. Think about that. Are you willing to give God 36 years of fasting in prayer in this year? We're going to do 21 right now, which will only live, leave 15 more days. Yes, Kathy, there is a 90 day plan to follow. You can get it at miracleword.com forward slash study, study. You can download it for free. It's again, Emmy, it's on the website, miracleword.com forward slash study. And you can get it for free. Download it, follow along with us. It starts today. The plan starts today. And I'm telling you, we're going to see God move in such a massive way in 2021. It'll blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. I'm just telling you, stay faithful. Look into the supernatural realm. Stay on your prophetic word. Don't let people talk you out of it. Don't let what you see in the natural get you to take your hand off the plow. Don't be dissuaded one way or the other. Do not allow you yourself to get into the place where you're faltering back and forth because the Bible says in James chapter one, verses six through eight, that a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all of their ways. And that type of a person should not think that they will receive anything from the Lord. James 1, 6 through 8. So don't falter. Don't be like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed, going back and forth, back and forth. That's not faith. Faith stays on what it sees. And I'm encouraging you because this is going to be the key that determines whether or not, whether or not you receive what God has planned for you. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. Crystal had a question. She said, uh, Brother Ted, you uh, need help with my first free question, please. Do you practice the first check income of the year goes fully to the Lord? I mean, we, I do that. If you want to be totally scriptural about it, the first fruit went not to the Lord. It actually went to the priests. And so we do practice, uh, something like that where not only do I get, pay my tithes, give my offerings, but we also sow seeds specifically directly into the men of God. And so this coming Sunday, I have a check that's not for the church. We gave largely to the church already. I've given largely to other ministries already. Uh, it's not for the church, but we have a check that we will put into our pastor's hand and it's for him. It's not for the church. It's not for the ministry. It's for him. That's truly what a first fruit offering is. It's, it's, it went to the priests. It didn't go to the temple, didn't go to the house of God. And so I have a check ready. I will be putting it into the hand, not me, cause I'll be preaching in Danville, but Carolyn will be putting it into the hand of our Bishop. Uh, and it's for him. It's a, I'm sowing into the man of God, sowing into the man of God. And I don't do it just for him, but others that have spoken into my life that are significant in my life. I give it to them and it doesn't take the place of my tithing, doesn't take the place of my my offerings or my seeds, it is separate. It is what you could consider it a first fruit, but it goes to the man. I, I, so why? Because I honor the men of God. Like the Bible says to that the men of God are worthy of double honor. That word time in the new Testament for honor, it actually means financial, uh, gifts or financial blessing. They're worthy of double pay. If you understand the context. And so I want you to hear that. 
And uh, obviously I can say it because I'm not your pastor. So it's not like, you know, conflict of interest. I'm not your pastor. Uh, but bless your pastor. Bless your pastor. He's standing in the gap for you and your family. Uh, he's, he's, you know, believe, probably he's, especially now, he's probably criticized by people in the community. If your church is open, which it should be uh, for, for preaching or whatever. I'm sure he's getting criticism from uh, people in your city, from people that think he should have done things differently. Pray for your pastor and his family. So into your pastor and his family. Love on your pastor and his family. Thank you, Ben. But I want you to hear this, that God has a plan to bless you, but you have to follow his ways in order to step into his blessings. That's a great question because people, normally people are not that mature spiritually to go beyond tithing, beyond sowing into the ministry to blessing the men of God. But I have, to, I have to make sure that I do it. I want them to be blessed. I am happy when men of God are blessed and I do my part uh, in dedication to bless them. I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. And so it's very important and you should do it. And, and let me just say something else. I don't just do it in the beginning of the year. We give and sow into men of God personally throughout the year. You don't just, let me, let me help you. Don't just do it on pastor appreciation Sunday. Do it throughout the year. Bless your pastor, bless his family. And I'm telling you, God will bless you for it. He'll bless you for it. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are so expectant. We are so excited about what you have planned for 2021. We will not take our hand off the plow. We will see what you're doing, this new thing. We will engage with it. We will consecrate ourselves. We're ready to see the blessing of heaven manifest in our lives. Lord, as we begin this fast tomorrow, as we read your word beginning today through these 90 days going through the whole Bible, would you put a fresh hunger in our spirits, put a fresh fire upon us. I pray that you would use us mightily in this year to make an impact for your kingdom, to see souls saved, to see people healed and changed by your mighty power, to see people baptized in the Holy Ghost. We expect it. We, we love you, Lord. Let us be a blessing to our generation in Jesus' name. Don't let January come to an end without us being in position for promotion in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, blow your breath from heaven and blow every wicked thing away from our families and our homes, our children, our businesses this year. We thank you, Lord, that you're divinely protecting your people. And no matter what it looks like in the world, it will look very different for your people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. We give you praise for it. You'll get all the glory and all the praise throughout the whole year because only you can do these things. We know it and we say it in Jesus' mighty name. We give you praise and glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I receive it myself, Chad. I'm ready to see what God's going to do. Listen, before I go, uh, let me encourage you to sow a seed. Maybe you didn't get a chance uh, to sow your seed in uh, before the year came to an end and you're, we crossed over into January, but take a moment, do what the Lord is asking you to do as we start this new year and sow your seed by faith to put yourself in position for what God has planned for you in 2021. It's very important because of the fact that God wants to bless you, but he can only bless actions of faith and obedience. 
and so sow your seed. Very easy to do. You can go to miracleword.com and so thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Chad. You can sow on the website. You can sow through PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, all the information's at miracleword.com. And then of course, if you're on Facebook or Periscope slash Twitter, you can use hashtag donate in the comments like others are doing right now. And, uh, and so directly without ever leaving uh, the comment section. So very easy to do. And I want to say thank you to all of our friends and partners that are standing with us. We have, yep, you can sew through the app as well. We have, check this out, a brand new mission in the month of January. We're going on television. We're going on, no, not the kids mission. We're going on television. I worded that a little funny. We're, we're going on television. And it starts in just two weeks. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be going on television. We're, we're going to be filming all this stuff. I'm so excited. God just opened all the doors. Miracle Word TV launches this, this month. And uh, we've been so excited to get here. Now we're here. We're setting up discipleship programs that are digital, that can reach anyone in the world. Uh, automated and instantaneous discipleship, no matter what nation they're in. Uh, we're going to see souls saved through preaching the gospel on television all over the world. Very, very exciting. Also, we do have a kid's mission for January, and uh, you can get it at MiracleWordKids.com, plus some other really exciting things that's coming up for the kids this month. You're going to want to see that. It's really, really cool. So go download the brand new mission, MiracleWordKids.com, and then also let me say this, that... Um, if you didn't hear me at the beginning of the broadcast, maybe you logged on late. Um, the brand new book is available on ebook and paperback. I'm so excited. A complete guide to biblical fasting. Master the habit that provokes God's favor. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on Apple Books. You can get the paperback on Amazon.com. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm so pumped up. Everybody that's sowing today and partnering with this ministry, we got a brand new resource to put in your hands uh, for the month of January. And this is the book, by the way, that Bishop David Oyedepo said turned his whole ministry and life around. You can, go, you can go to it. That's the book right there. It's Gloria Copeland's God's Will is Prosperity. This book right here, uh, Bishop Oyedepo testifies that after he read this book, that he... he stepped out of his room and shouted, I can never be poor. I can never be poor. God's will is prosperity. Gloria Copeland, that's Brother Kenneth Copeland's wife. And uh, this is a wonderful and a powerful book. And we're going to give that to you as a resource for everybody that's partnering with us in the month of January uh, at $85 or more. And uh, this is, a, it's just, I have it. It's phenomenal. And so we'll get it into your hands. Goes right along with the fact that we have a brand new course available at Miracle Word University on divine prosperity. And so if you're not aware that we even have Miracle Word University, it's something the Lord spoke to me to launch uh, just a couple of years ago to teach the doctrines of scripture from a Pentecostal perspective. And so divine prosperity is the newest course that's available. You can see the lower third there. You can go to miraclewordu.com. We've got some trigger fingers in the back today. I don't know exactly what's happening, uh, but there's the five course bundle um, that we have only 249. That's 28% off. It's close to 40 hours of teaching. 
You can go to miracleworduyou.com, check out all the courses we offer, Holy Spirit, Divine Healing, Answered Prayer, Mountain Moving Faith, and now the longest course we've ever done, Divine Prosperity. It's close to eight hours of teaching. And these will give you an understanding about scripture and specifically doctrine that you've never had before and it'll be a blessing to you. Go check it out as you're starting the new year. It'd be good to get into deep study of the word this way and uh, you'll be blessed. Thank you to everybody that's sowing seeds. We want to encourage you to stand with us in monthly partnership. What does that mean? We're believing God to attach to this ministry a thousand people that will give $85 a month or more as we're reaching out to touch the world uh, by faith. Pray, God may have you be one of those people and speak to you to do it. We have people that are joining us monthly at every level, uh, $85 a month, $100, uh, $400, $500 a month. Some people sowing more than that every month. Step out by faith and do what the Lord's telling you to do. You will be blessed. Love you, Ben. Really appreciate you guys. Um, and we'll be back again. Now, I fly out for Danville, Virginia tomorrow. It's uh, our first meeting of the year, and it's uh, from Sunday through Wednesday scheduled. And we'd love to see there. All the information is at miracleword.com forward slash schedule. Let me say this to you. Um, I will be back tomorrow before my flight. We're going to have the broadcast. If you didn't hear me say this earlier, I'm adding Saturday broadcasts during the fast. And so I'll be back right here tomorrow at 10.30 a.m., same time on Saturdays. So 10.30 a.m. tomorrow before I fly out for Danville, Virginia. And uh, we're going to be going on the first day of the fast. And I'm going to be teaching you tomorrow morning as we start the fast together, January 2nd through the 22nd. So don't miss it. Back live again in the morning. Uh, and then, of course, the only days we'll be off are Sundays uh, during the fast because we want to be with you every day of the fast. So we love you so much. Thanks for hanging out today. Have a phenomenal new year. I'm sure you're getting together with family, having dinner, whatever you're doing. Enjoy your final meals for the next 21 days and have fun with your family. Get a bunch of people together. Don't socially distance. Hug, wear no masks. We love you. Have a great day. Welcome to 2021. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.